Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. Nevertheless, there'll be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Natalia, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged nations and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. And thank you, Dario, for reading that out so beautifully. And good morning, everybody. It's really good to be with you again today. And as Andy said, we are continuing the series Light in the Darkness as we head towards Christmas, which is based on the passage of scripture that we've just heard from Isaiah 9. And it's such a great passage, isn't it? And it's so well known and quoted often in the run-up to Christmas. And it's, it's one I always want to sing, actually, for he will be called Wonderful, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Prince of Peace. It's, it's just, I just want to sing. We know that song, don't we? It's often in our carol service. And I have to say, the Mighty God bit, it's a little bit tough, isn't it, if we're honest, to reach that note? Have you noticed it goes very quiet around you when we get to that part in the song and we just listen out for Jen. We let Jen hit that note well when we sing that wonderful, um, that wonderful carol that's based on this scripture. And that big day, Christmas, is just 19 days away. I think I'm right in calculating that. That gives you 18 shopping days to go if you are shopping online, even less than that. And to quote another very famous line that we hear a lot at this time of year, and I usually want to sing this one as well, is it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. And it is definitely looking like Christmas. And it's all started a lot earlier this year, hasn't it? Lights going up, decorations. I mean, you can see them behind me here. Um, Some even put their Christmas trees up in November controversial. So it certainly looks a lot like Christmas out there, but we are all well aware that this year it will not be like the Christmases we have known. The Christmas past, even just last year, will not compare to the Covid Christmas of 2020. 
This time last year, who could have predicted what we'd be facing and grappling with now? And I must admit, I've really struggled with all the things that we're missing this year. The lovely little family traditions that we enjoy in the run-up to Christmas. Events that we go to, gatherings with friends and family, Christmas parties, Christmas fairs in our local town, even, dare I say, the office Christmas party. Now, that is just me, right? I know many of you may be hugely relieved you haven't got to go to an office Christmas party and the awkward secret Santa moment. Although I have to say, I am getting messages about departmental parties on Zoom. Anyway, whatever. Let's not go there. I love it all. I love the whole Christmas run up the event, the full package, Christmas carol singing outside the shops, um, all the charity giving, the atmosphere, and so much more. I love it. For us, Christmas at King's, for my family, the Christmas carol service, it is so, so special too, and so much a part of what we love in the run up to Christmas. Preparing for Christmas, though, will be very, very different this year. And for some, This Christmas, family members will be missing, making Christmas 2020 incredibly tough. At work at the BBC, I was sent a press release just last week that um, predicted or said this nation is facing a tsunami of grief as people try and come to terms with loss. And I know Christmas is a really, really difficult time when someone in your family isn't there. And that's just one aspect of the loss that will be felt this year. For some, it's the loss of community, loneliness from spending weeks, if not months, in isolation. For others, they've lost their job or their livelihood. And this Christmas is bringing a lot of stress about money, about debt, about how to make ends meet. And for others, things are not actually that bad at all. They're still okay. Life is just a little bit frustration, you know, frustrating. It's all about the rules, the tears, where can you go and with whom, how many, can you be inside, can you be outside, masks on, masks off, who's in your bubble, who's in, who's out. I mean, it's just relentless, isn't it? So this Christmas will be remembered for lots of different reasons and with a whole host of emotions. The toughest time of year for some, for others, the most precious and for others, a bit of everything. Wherever you are on that spectrum, I've got some fantastic news for you this morning. So don't go anywhere, stick around. And I have to say, this is such a cheesy line. You might have seen it outside church buildings. I'm going to say it anyway. Don't shoot the messenger, okay? But Jesus is for life. He is not just for Christmas. He is the ultimate free gift. It will cost you everything, and that's another discussion, but you can receive Jesus today, and you don't have to wait until December the 25th. And if we look at the scripture again, the bit that I'm focusing on today is verses 3 to 5 of Isaiah chapter 9, the bit that talks a lot about battle, deliverance, and victory. It refers to the Israelites' defeat of the Midianites 
And this is one of those famous stories that God's people would tell each other over and over again. It was a great victory over an oppressive regime that at the time dominated Israel for some seven years. But then Gideon and an army of 300 men who listened to God, obeyed what he told them to do, and they were massively outnumbered at the time. They defeated Midian's armies. God's people once again delivered in a miraculous way. And this is reflected in this bit of Isaiah. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you've shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. That language in Isaiah is very, very strong. And what the prophet is doing here is he's reminding God's people of a very dark, tough and challenging time and reminding them that in that God came to their rescue and that shattered the yoke that burdened them, the rod of their oppressor, that tremendous sense of deliverance, God's incredible rescue. And Isaiah's not just stopping there, but instead he's pointing ahead and he's prophesying about the ultimate deliverer to come, the one who will set free once and for all, the one who will not only deliver, but heal and make whole, putting those who choose to follow him in a right relationship with the Father. So Isaiah is pointing to the one who will not only break the yoke, but says to those who will listen, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And these are the words of Jesus, which we can read about in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And this is what Isaiah is pointing to, our ultimate deliverer, the one who is gentle and humble in heart, the one who came as a baby, vulnerable, weak, probably on every level, completely the opposite to what God's people were expecting as they looked ahead to a Messiah, to their ultimate deliverer. And I don't know about you, but my feeling is this word from Jesus is so, so spot on for this time, for the COVID Christmas of 2020, Amidst all the frustration, the fear, the worry, for some the feeling of defeat or helplessness, for others despair, Jesus is saying, come to me, come, all of you who are weary and burdened. Is that you this morning? Are you in, this, in that place? If so, Jesus is simply saying to you, come. And he's making a promise that he will keep. His promise, I will give you rest. Thank you. Yes, please. Me, personally, I will have that. I will receive, I will take that. For me, rest, (laughs) God's divine, wonderful, incredible rest, that is the best Christmas gift in all the turmoil, in all the uncertainty, the craziness of this year, the busyness, 
Jesus, yes, please, to your rest. And I believe this simplicity of being with Jesus is key to this season. Soaking up the wonder of him, the incredible truth of who he is, the baby born in the manger that was and is our saviour. As Isaiah says, for to us a child is born, a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful, Wonderful, Incredible, Magnificent, Majesty, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. No end. Isaiah is seeing the incredible wonder of what is to come. And fixing our eyes on him, on who he is, I believe, is key to this season. As I was preparing for what I would say today, I was reminded of how my late husband was in his final weeks with us. For his last six weeks before he went to heaven, he was in a really lovely hospice. It was a really special place, very peaceful, but I'm sure you can imagine, and you may have experienced, it's also very tough. It was hard to be surrounded by people who are facing death. Plus, Paul was in a very challenging place physically. He was often in extreme pain, but I learned so much from him whilst we were in that time. Plus, we had some very precious and amazing opportunities to talk to people and share Jesus with people whilst we were, we were there. We were, we were used greatly. But what really spoke to me and was a fresh revelation to me was where Paul was in himself. Despite the challenges, despite the pain, the helplessness, he never lost the wonder, the deep satisfaction of who his Jesus is. Paul was so weak at that time. There was nothing really he could do other than just be. And be with his saviour is what he did. And it was a privilege to be in that special place with them. And it was also so healing. Jesus says, I will give you rest. Come to me. And that's exactly what Paul did at that time. Jesus was Paul's deliverer. And yet during those weeks, Paul wasn't delivered physically. But in that dire physical state, he was totally free. And the Apostle Paul says often in the New Testament, it's not about flesh and blood, um, our physical being. It's not about life being good all the time. It's not about our journey going in the direction that we think it needs to go in or what our expectations are. As I've talked about before, the, the Bible's actually quite clear that there will be times when things for us are really difficult. Some say, you know, they call it suffering. And some of you might be in that season now. As Jesus says, learn from me in this. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And Paul, during his time in the hospice, he drank deeply of that precious, incredible relationship. And his saviour, his healer, 
his counsellor. It wasn't about what he could get or what he needed. It was just being, loving, wallowing in the beauty of God's goodness. And Paul's confession was, he's called wonderful, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And let me tell you, that was such a powerful, powerful testimony to all who were listening at that time. All those in the hospice, all those who came to visit Paul while he was there, and that includes as well the unseen realms, the powers and the principalities who are saying and whispering in our ears, where is your God? Does he really love you? Do you really believe he can heal you? Look at your life. Your life's a mess. Where is your God? And when we're in tough seasons, it can be like an onslaught. The battle, the battle in the mind, the battle for our hearts. The last time I spoke here at King's, I talked about Jesus's command, do not worry. Where in Matthew 6, verse 34, Jesus clearly says, don't worry about tomorrow, what you're going to eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. Um, again, it's, it's just a simple, very simple command. But we have to be reminded constantly, don't we? And it's training the mind to not slip into a downward spiral in our thinking. And Jesus is quite clear. Do not go there. Do not focus on those matters, those details. And some of them, they're really, really important. For you right now, you might be thinking, I don't know where we're going to find the money to pay for a Christmas turkey. I mean, that might be a reality for you right now. But in all of this, Jesus is clearly saying to all of us, trust me, come to me, talk to me, and listen to what I have to say to you. Because then you will see, I've got this. And this is what it's all about. I mean, we call him our saviour after all, don't we? Those of us who have chosen to follow him. So let's let him be that, shall we? Instead of trying to do it all ourselves, rescue, deliver our household, make it work, struggle in our own strength, fight, fight, fight. It can feel relentless, you know, as you try and make it all work. Jesus is just saying, stop, stop all of that. Do not worry about tomorrow. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I, as I was sort of thinking about all of this, I was thinking that's just a liberating, pretty radical way of living in this season. Because everywhere you look at the moment, everywhere you go, you can see the burden, you can, you can feel the heaviness. If you put on the news and see our prime minister, politicians, the scientists, the, the, the key decision makers, business leaders, chief executives, those working in hospitality, in retail, in the health service, in education. I mean, it's so tough for so many. And you can just feel it in the atmosphere when you go outside. The burden is heavy. But in all of this, Jesus is saying, come, come to me. 
in this season, as we prepare, as we get ready for Christmas, as we try and get our heads around what that looks like this year, what does it mean um, from a practical point of view? Who can we be with? Who's in our family bubble? Which numbers and how many family bubbles and it's just so challenging, isn't it? You know, it's right. It's really hard to get your heads around all the detail. But the key to this season, this year, will be the reason for the whole season. Again, another cheesy line. Sorry, I'm just throwing them out there today. The key will be Jesus, because he is the one, as Isaiah says, that will shatter the yoke that burdens you the bar across your shoulder, the rod of the oppressor. He can and he will do that. You just need to let him spend time with him, prioritize him because he is all you need and he will speak right into your circumstances if you let him. He will bring peace where there is turmoil and he will bring healing where there is pain and loss, and he will provide where there is lack. And for those of you, for those of us, who are doing okay, we're just a little bit frustrated by everything, he will tell us when we're with him what to do, where to go, who to bless. He wants to use us in this season to be his blessing his peace, his healing to others. So when we come to him, when we prioritize him, we can hear his plans and we can go. But also like Paul, we can just be. We can just be and enjoy that rest. Now, if you're watching this morning and you don't know Jesus, you've not met him yet, but uh, you would like to, or you would like to talk to someone about this, then do connect with us. There's an opportunity to do so at the end of this meeting. And Andy will be sharing details on that in just a moment. So please, please, please don't miss this incredible opportunity. It will transform your life. It will be the best Christmas gift ever. And if you already know Jesus, but you need help, you need someone to come alongside you, pray with you and stand with you, then please connect with someone as well. And as I've said, Andy will direct you in a moment. And we need each other, don't we? More than ever. So do reach out. Don't be alone. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And before I hand back, I want you all to please join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, we're in awe of you, how wonderful you are, wonderful counsellor, mighty God. Lord, we thank you for the amazing truth that there will be no end to your government and peace. You will zealously make sure of that. But Lord, in all the majesty, I thank you that you are intimately and lovingly with us in every single detail. Your love and care for us is the best. It is all-encompassing, and you are perfect in all of your ways. So for everyone praying with me now right now, I ask you to pour out your blessing on them, on their households, today 
and this Christmas. May this Christmas be different because you, Jesus, are right there in the midst of their season. Your amazing love, your grace, and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you.